so good to have you with us this morning. Maybe water baptism is your next step. Can I encourage you to be bold, be brave today? What a great step to take in your spiritual journey, your faith step. And uh, in two weeks' time, on the 31st of July, uh, we will have, and during our morning services, we have our baptism service. So we have a, a nice warm spa pool over here. It's not in a river, not in a cold pool, but a nice warm spa pool. If that's your next step, can I encourage you uh, to, be, to fill out one of those connect cards and our team will be in touch with you because it is the next amazing step for, for many. So you go for it today. You be bold. You be brave. You also see in the foyer our small group stand out there. Apparently, I believe there's lots of cake there for everyone who signs up today. So I'm, I'm on my fifth sign up today. So you can sneak a few extra bits of cake if you like. Uh, but So go, go and check out the team. There's lots of groups. There's, there's motorbike groups. There's cooking groups. There's men's groups. There's ladies groups. There's all sorts of family groups and, and different groups that we know that you would love to be a part of. So why don't you be bold once again, go and see the team afterwards and you'll get a bit of cake as well. That would be so, so good. Well, well, you, as, you, as you're aware, there's been a pretty busy, a pretty big month for us as a church. With um, uh, You might not uh, know if you're attending with us today, one of our, our f- families <clears throat> passed away in a car accident outside of Picton uh, a few weeks ago now, and it was, it was great to, uh, it's been a hard few weeks, so I just wanted to say a big thank you to, to everybody, uh, all your love and your prayer and support to our family, um, the extended members, and just the service on Monday was just so, so good, so thank you so much for everybody uh, praying there. And I'd like to encourage you, come on, church family, let's continue to be praying for Louie. Uh, Louie is still not in the best of shape, uh, and we need uh, some miracles, we need some healing in his body uh, as well. That will be so, so... Actually, let's, why don't we pray for them right now, right? Eh? Hallelujah. Father, we, we praise you, and <clears throat> thank you that, Lord, you are the great physician, that, Lord Jesus, you are a healer, And so, Father, today, Lord, I thank you for these incredible families, Lord, and the extended families here and and overseas. Lord, we ask for, Lord, as as they're grieving their loss, Father, I pray, Lord, would you touch their hearts, Lord God, would you be with them? Will you give them incredible peace, oh God? And and, and Lord, I just ask that, Lord, the next days and the the weeks ahead, Father God, I ask for, would you pour out your hand of compassion, Father God, Lord, upon them each, Father God, Lord, as as they navigate this next part of life. And, and Lord, we, we commit Louis into your hands right now, O God. Lord, we ask, would you visit his hospital room right now, O God? Lord, to give him this sense of that Holy Spirit, would you uh, help him to, to know that we are here this morning praying for his healing, praying for his body to be restored. We're praying for the miraculous power of the risen Jesus Christ upon his body. So, Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, would you uh, give the doctors incredible wisdom, amazing understanding, Father God, as to his best needs. But Father, I pray, Lord, will you be with them in body, mind, and spirit in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Fantastic. Please keep the, the family in, in your prayers, everybody. It's a big, uh, big journey ahead, right? Well, today we are continuing on our series called The Ten. And the Ten is based on, on the, the Ten Commandments that we read about in Scripture. And, and we've, been, we've kind of tipped it around the other way, and we've started off at number ten, and we're working our way up to number one. And, and today is number four, which uh, number four uh, is about the Sabbath, uh, where the fourth commandment tells us, or Scripture tells us, to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. So let's read some Scripture. Let's read it from Exodus uh, chapter 20, verse 8 to 11. It says this. It says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, 
but the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no, do not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your main servant, your maid servant, nor your animals, nor the alien, aliens, great, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in it, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So today, these, these commandments that we've been looking at, for, that we read about in, in Scripture, are, are incredible tools and principles for us to be able to live life well today. Even those many thousands of years since Scripture was written, we can live confidently in the Word of God and the truths and the principle, the heart of the message, the, the Jesus in the message here. Uh, and so I believe this is a, quite a, a, an impacting message today. And it's, and it's a challenging message, uh, message today because the truth is, is that you and I, we're, everyone's so busy. You can talk to anybody. Yeah, I'm busy. I've talked to so many people this morning. I have a good week. Is it going to be a busy one? And they kind of roll their eyes. Yeah, it's going to be a busy one. It's kind of a given today that we are all busy and so busy. And so today we're going we're gonna to start off this message today. And you're going to take a test. You don't know this yet, but you're going to do a test. Now, this is an individual, private, and confidential test that you're going to take today. And this is what you need to do. I'm going to read out some statements. And if in the past two weeks that statement is true for you, you've got to give yourself one point. Just got to remember that. If it's not true for you, you just know no points. Okay, so one point if this statement is for you. We're going to see how busy that you really are. Okay, here we go. In the last 14 days, have you said this? I can't believe how long this is taking. Have you said that? Mental picture, give yourself a point if you said that. The second question is, in the last 14 days, have you looked at your watch during church? (laughs) No one here probably, I'm not picking. Uh, Number three. Have you sped up to go through an orange light when you could have just as easily stopped? Yep, someone is getting poked over here. Yep. <laughs> okay, have you? Give yourself a point if that's you. Okay, number four. In the last 14 days, have you eaten takeaways at least twice? <laughs> number five. Keep, keep track of those numbers, what your, the, your total. Number five is, have you tracked another person's progress at Pack and Save while they're in another lane uh, it's to see if you've chosen the right lane. <laughs> yep, lots of people give yourself a point for that one, if that's you. Have you skipped lunch or morning tea because you were trying to meet a deadline? Point there. Number seven, have you said this? I can't believe how slow my computer or my internet is. <laughs> that's a given around, uh, yeah, even in Tuakau, definitely. Have you said this? Have you, missed, or have you missed your regular time with God at least once because you were rushing to get started in your day? Give yourself a point if that's you. The last two weeks. Number nine, were you in such a rush to get here that you forgot to bring a pen? <laughs> we don't bring pens these days, do we? No. Anyway, number 10, is this you? Um, have you already said how long is this test going to take? If you've said that, give yourself a point. Now, add up those points. Give yourself a, a total of for your score here uh, because I'm going to tell you what, what that means now. And if you've got between two to three here, you are doing well. Uh, if you've got two or three uh, points out of these questions, you are unlikely to be stressed right now. That's good. Well done. If you scored between four to six from that, that survey, uh, you would do well by taking a chill pill, but nothing to worry about just yet. 
Okay, just like you're on the kind of like the border kind of thing there. Now, if you were a seven to a nine, if you scored seven to nine here, no show of hands, no nothing, don't tell me, you are a speed freak and you're on the edge right now. <laughs> okay, and if you scored 10, if you don't slow down soon, life will slow you down involuntary. See, truth is we live in such a fast-paced society with, with instant coffee machines and microwaves and takeaways and a society where we, we work longer and harder so we can spend more money on the leisure choices that we take or we make. And the society that we live in has more and more demands on us, uh, so much more demands on our time. Like, like I can even remember as a kid that the, all the shops would close at lunchtime on Saturday and then Sunday there was only the dairy or the petrol station was open. There was no other shops open. I, I can remember growing up with uh, late night Friday night shopping because everybody would go and do their groceries or buy things afterwards. And See, believe it or not, there was a time where there was no internet and no Google. What did we do? What did we do? Well, this is what we do. We used to read books to find out the information. Uh, imagine that, doing that again. That's, uh, I th see, the truth is I think we're missing out on some amazing things because we are rushing too fast. We're all rushing too fast. Some things, sometimes it seems unavoidable. The, the busier we become, we end up rushing from place to place to activity to activity, and we've forgotten the need to rest. I really felt God was, uh, spoke to my heart for me personally this beginning of this year, and, and because we're, we're all busy, right? I think if you, uh, today our lives seem to be uh, so busy running here to there, or there's this activity, they're so easy to fill our lives up with more things, and, and I really felt that God spoke to me in my heart and gave me a real gem this year, and, and just said to me that it's not about doing more things, it's about doing more of the right things. Not about doing more things, because the truth is we can fill up with more things like, just like that. We can, by the time you get home today, you can have way more things than you actually need to, to fill into your week, but it's, it's about doing more of the right things. And, and today, uh, this, this concept or this principle of Sabbath, I, I believe, is really going to help us. It's going to be a challenge, because the first thing that both you and I will generally do is, when we talk about Sabbath and rest, the first thing that pops into our minds is, how are we going to fit that in? How are we going to fit that in? My work needs me. This person needs me. That person needs me. I, I have to do this. I'm the only one that can do that. And you go into this big spiral where like, you're like the king of the universe. The world's going to fall off its orbit if you don't respond to work tomorrow. The Sabbath. What is the Sabbath? Well, well, the, the origins of, of the Sabbath is in Genesis when, when God created the heavens and the earth, and then on the sixth day, he created mankind. Immediately following the six days of creation, God rested. I've always wondered whether God thought on the sixth day he made humanity, he made man, and then thought, oh no, what have I done? I need a break. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. That was just me. Sorry. Following six days of creation, God rested. So God, for God, rest come following his six days of work. But for mankind, for you and for me, the Sabbath comes first. Because Adam's first day with God was rest, not work. Let me say that again. I think that's really... See, for God, uh, rest come following his work. 
But for mankind, for humanity, the Sabbath comes first because Adam's first day with God was from rest, not to work. When Jesus rose from the dead on, on the Sunday, it would seem that Christians of the time made the switch and began to celebrate on the Sunday. The, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit we read about in Acts on, on the Sunday is likely to have influenced their decision at that time to worship on the Sunday. And, and, and it's also likely that the early believers actually worked on a Sunday, the first day of their week, and met in the evenings or after hours outside of their work. It, it wasn't until... 321 AD, that Constantine decreed that Sundays would be a a public holiday. And since then, Sundays have been the normal day of rest and worship. The dictionary describes Sabbath as this. The Sabbath, it says, is a day of rest and of worship. Would that be true for you and your day off? Rest and worship. See, some of you uh, probably would say, I don't have time for this. I don't have a time for the Sabbath. And, and hopefully by the end of today, end of this message, in, in literally about seven hours, today you'll realize we can't afford not to take a Sabbath. I'm telling a fib there, 15 minutes too. <laughs> so here are five things that we must understand about the Sabbath rest. The first thing is this, is that we can have freedom in our rest. We can have freedom in our rest. See, in the Jewish culture, the Sabbath was a Saturday. Observing that Sabbath as a day of rest had become a religious experience with with new rules and laws being added almost like daily there. And and Jesus and his disciples, they, they observed the Sabbath as a day of worship, but Jesus was angered by the religious mindsets of the time, which, which he met in fierce opposition. And see, the religious leaders were so passionate about observing the Sabbath that they worked out of a whole list of things that could not be done on that day. Like, like this, like you couldn't prepare a meal on the Sabbath. You couldn't sew a button on the Sabbath. You couldn't light a fire or you couldn't walk more than 3,000 feet from your home. They had at least 1,521 rules around human inventions so that we would not break the commandment. They were making sure that no work took place on the Sabbath and that Sabbath had become hard work. And, and that's why I love Jesus' response uh, to the Sabbath, because he could have so, so easily have just done all his miracles on Sunday uh, through to Friday, but, but he chose to make a statement here. He, he chose that these religious atrocities that were, were happening, he was going to go after them. And, and we see that Jesus said one day when his disciples, you might remember the story, his disciples were accused of picking grain from a field on the Sabbath. Mark chapter 2, verse 27, it sums it up. It says this, it says, The Sabbath was made to benefit people and not people to benefit the Sabbath. See, the tension that we wrestle with as, as Christians today is how seriously do we take the Sabbath or with how much freedom? See, the old religious rules and regulations and the laws went, went overboard and all work and even elements of leisure were, were therefore banned. 
So like all things, others swung the other way to the other extreme and taking on the attitude of anything goes on the Sabbath. Way two big extremes going on. And in Jesus' day, he, he, he said this, he lived for this. He said, the key to remember is that the Sabbath was made for us to rest and to worship. To rest and to worship. I, I think that's a big key for us. And, and freedom in our rest comes by following that example of, of Jesus Christ because Jesus lived his life in humility and submission to his Father's will and his purpose. He lived to please God. And it can only be true freedom when we're in submission to God. The second thing is this, is that we can be refreshed in our rest. Psalm 23 starts with rest. It says this, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. One doctor wrote this. He said this. said, the time prescribed for burnout recovery is usually Sabbath days in arrears. The time prescribed for burnout recovery is usually Sabbath days in arrears. See, some of us struggle to take rest. Some of us struggle to take time off. Some claim to have a high capacity, and, but no, no human can keep going without rest and things ultimately suffer. One of those things that suffers is our relationship with God and sometimes with other people. See, it's hard to love God and to love people when we don't spend time with either of them. See, we make our, if you're a parent, you know what this is like, when especially when the children are little. You, we, we know what it's like to make our children lie down because they need to sleep. And we can put them in their bed, and if you're like, you're like me, when uh, I'm one of my child children who's not here right now, but there was a time I can remember, like, you need to sleep, you're grumpy, you're crying, you're, you're annoying, and, and you lie down, and, and you can hold your hand on them for like a few hours just to try and get them to go to sleep or to be... Because I, I knew that if they, if they had a couple of hours sleep, if they were able to have some rest, that they would wake up transformed. And, but they, but yeah, as, as you know, children, if they don't want to, they don't want to. They know better than the parent, and generally that's how it rolls. But, but however, the truth is that as the parent, or, or we know better when, when people need to take rest. And, and when they wake up, they are this new, improved, different model of child that we've never experienced before because they've had a couple of hours of amazing sleep. It's transformational having a decent rest because they get recharged, they refresh, and then they're ready to go. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30, it says this. I love this scripture. It says, A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are life and health to the body. See, the good shepherd restores my soul. God restores my soul. We can't take a Sabbath and rest from God. Sometimes we think having, a, having our, our rest or this type of Sabbath rest is we, we go and do what we want to do. But I want to remind you today that that scripture teaches us or tells us that having a Sabbath rest is rest and worship to God. See, the Sabbath is about connecting. It's about recharging. It's about downloading from Him. The third thing is this. The third thing is this, is that we can enjoy God in our rest 
Scripture tells us that, that Jesus took time out to reconnect with God. You see, the, the issue of this commandment addresses a, is a fundamental one because who controls our time? If I was to say to you, who controls your time, what would you say? We would generally say, we do. We do what we want to do when we want to do it. See, by keeping God's day of rest, we proclaim to ourselves, the world and to God, that he runs our lives. If he is my Lord, he must be the Lord of my time also. That's a hard one. See, Jesus took time out to reconnect uh, with God. Luke 4, verse 42, it says that daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Luke 5 says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. Mark 1, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. See, a temptation that we often face is to emphasize on the rest and actually rest from God. See, in our rest, we must keep the day holy. It's a time of worship. It's a time of adoration. It's a time of putting God first in our lives. See, often in our rest times, we actually end up with this thing that we're going to hear about over the next couple of weeks there of idol worship, like, like being so committed and, and having such a priority on the things that we, we want to do or the things that we own that they come before God. See, I'm guilty of this just as much as anyone else here. I like to blob out in front of the TV and watch my sport, especially my rugby, but rugby is kind of gone from now, so I'm not going to watch rugby for a few weeks now. But, but so often we can easily waste hours on something that may be rest, but it's not worshipping God. Fourth thing, fourth thing is this, is that we can enjoy others in our rest See, I love being with my family on, on Monday. I have Mondays off, and uh, we, Denise and myself, will generally go for a coffee somewhere. We'll go for a walk somewhere, um, spend time just, just talking about, about family, about things, about our highs and our lows. And I like to go to my little bakery down the main street of Tuakau, right down there in the orange one on the left. That's a fantastic bakery. I love it. The greatest of apple turnovers there ever. It's amazing. But we need to find time to intentionally rest and find worship. See, Jesus would, would often take his disciples away. He would, when they returned from their ministry missions or their, their trips, Jesus would, would take them away at times for some R&R. &R. We, we see this in Mark chapter 6 where the, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going, that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, that's his disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to solitary place. See, admittedly, the people finally found them again, but, but Jesus had, had recognized that their need in our humanity, there's their need for rest in friendship and in relationship. So this morning, we've talked about a freedom and rest. We've talked about being refreshed. We've talked about worshiping God and enjoying others. And, and lastly, the fifth and final point is this, is that we must guard our rest. Band, you guys could come uh, quietly to be good. We must guard our rest. How important is your rest to you? 
It's amazing how our devices and our phones rule our lives these days. If, if you're like me, in the first service, as, as I was kind of just about to talk to this point, someone's alarm went off, and I actually thought it was my alarm on my phone, so I had to stop and worry about this alarm. But the truth is we, we use alarms, we use our devices to, to tell us to organize our lives, and, and the truth is, too, that you and I, we can organize appointments, and we can store those in our calendars and our schedules, and some of the important things around your day and your work, we can organize all of those kind of things, but I'm yet to find someone who can do that with their rest and it's, that's really challenged me about, because it, it's not having a day off because you've had a busy week. It's about finding a place of rest and worship for the week ahead. That you can be revived and refreshed and renewed for the things ahead. See, we must guard our, our rest. See, it's, in, it's interesting that Jesus in the midst of his busy ministry, was he was proactive in taking rest. We often read in the Gospels how he went to a quiet place in order to escape the demands and the, the pressures of life and, and people. And I know what it's like <laughs> when, the, when you've got kids or your family is, is young or they're, they're busy, there's, there's, you're commuting and, and you're doing lots of things. It's hard. It's not about doing more things. It's about doing more of the right things. On Mondays, I have no problem with screening my calls or on my phone, turning my phone off even. I kind of believe that if it's really, really urgent, someone will come around and bang on my door. <laughs> they will find us. See, I think we've let our phones, our emails, and our other forms of communication dominate our thoughts as though the world will not function if we are not available and contactable. See, I, I think we must schedule our calendars around rest. Psalm 37 verse 7, it says this, For be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. See, let's never become so important that life, work cannot function without us. It's amazing the pressure from these devices and phones and iPads and that, we, that we have on us to, to have them always dinging and donging and beeping and all hours of the night and all days of the week where we kind of, it's it, it just like, I don't know about you, but there's sometimes that when you get that message comes through it, you kind of immediately get a bit anxious or apprehensive or what's this about? I think it's time to take some control back with some of those devices. Be wise with them. Communi the communication is amazing, but the world is not going to stop because you don't pick up your phone. I promise you there will be 50 emails for you the next day. See, I'm not here to tell you today what you can or cannot do, but I've decided in my, in my life that I want to do rest better. I want to do rest better for my, for my body, for my mind, and for my spirit. Here's a question I've been asking lots of people lately because I think I'm on a journey of discovering it myself. Have you discovered the thing that you love to do that just fills your tank? You know, you can just spend an hour or two hours on it 
and you can come out of that room or the garage or wherever it is, whatever you like to do, like, you're, like you physically feel like your tank has been filled. Have you discovered what that is? For me, it's this old truck I have in our garage and late last night I was just in there for an hour. I could have gone work through all the night. This I was so this every time I try to fix something, I break something else and it's the but it just it fills my my heart and my soul and my I feel alive. I feel my brain is working differently than what I ever is starting to work, which is good. Uh, but this have you found the thing that fills your tank? I believe God created you, right? He created you in his image. He created you with a purpose and a plan, with, with likes and dislikes and abilities and skills. Have you discovered the thing that he's given you that fills your tank? Why don't you go on that journey this week? When you do discover that was, go out there and, and try some things that help you to rest, that point the way for you to, to rest as well, and then schedule it into your week. The truth is this, is that the word Sabbath is actually related to a Hebrew root word that means to cease or to stop. And it comes from where, where God commanded His people to cease from their labor so they could rest, refresh, and refill. See, he had set his people free from slavery in Egypt, right? And as children of God, they were no longer bound to work nonstop like slaves. Because God had given them a gift of rest, a day to cease from working and to honor him. If you were to reflect on where you're at right now in life and maybe your work, are you feeling like you're a slave to your work? Are you feeling exhausted? Maybe are, are, you, are you burning out? Are you doing too much? And can I encourage you this week? Look into the Word of God even, even more from what we shared this morning about doing things God's way, finding out what it is to rest and worship God, where you will feel rejuvenated, where you will feel refreshed, where you will feel rested and refueled for the week ahead and for your life. I think it starts today. I challenge you to start today. Can we pray right now? In a few moments, we're going to close this service. But I'd, I'd just love to pray for some, some people right now, just right where you are. With every eye closed and every head's bowed, maybe, maybe you're here today and, and you're feeling like, like all you do is just work. Like you got a mortgage to pay, you got this to pay, you got that to do, you got those expectations on you, you've got... You've got to be here, you've got to be there, you know, where you've come to the point where you just don't quite know who you are anymore. Maybe you've been working so hard so long that it's affected your family, it's affected relationships. And you know you've got to make a change, but you just don't quite know what to do. I'm going to pray right now that God gives you some incredible inspiration, some wisdom about next steps, because I believe that He has got a next step for you, a next step in honouring Him, a next step in resting and worshipping Him. I believe He's got more in store for you. Father God, today, for every person, for every heart, Lord God, today I ask for your amazing wisdom, for your insight, Lord, as we Lord, as we navigate these days and these weeks ahead, Father, we want to honour you first. 
Lord, but our, our physical body, mind, and our, and our spirit, oh God, Lord, we want to honour you with everything we are and we have. And so, Father, I pray that these principles from your word, Lord, about regarding a Sabbath rest and worship, oh God, Lord, will you speak to us real clear? Will you help us on these next steps and what to take, what to do? How do we do this today? Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, will you make a way? I pray. Hallelujah. Father, maybe you're here today as well. And in a few moments, I'm, I, I would never like to finish a service without giving the opportunity for people to give their lives to Jesus. It's, it's where it all starts from. It's like step number one is, is knowing that God sent his one and only son from heaven to earth. His name was Jesus. And Jesus would become a sacrifice. The scripture calls him the lamb to the slaughter. That Jesus come to this earth to be crucified for and for, as the payment for your sin and my sin. It's like Jesus would come and be, pay the price. He would be the debt. He would cover it in full so that you and I can be free and to know what it is to serve God, to have a relationship unhindered with God. And so today is, as our service is coming to an end, I'd love to give an opportunity today because God loves you. He's got a great plan for you and He's got hope for your future. And today you might say, Daryl, this is my first time in church or my first time in a long time, but something's happening in my heart. I need to make this decision. That is so cool. It's why every eye is closed. I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. If that's you, if you want to say, Daryl, I need to give my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to Jesus. This is how we're going to do it this morning. I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And if that's you, today you want to say yes to Jesus and invite you to to say this prayer silently in your heart after me. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today I give you my life. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I'm so sorry for all the things that I've done. But I'm so grateful that Jesus, you paid the price for me. Today I receive your life and your freedom. I make the choice to give my heart and surrender my life to you. I do this in Jesus' name. Amen. One last thing is why every eye is closed and every head is bowed. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, not going to call anybody out. But I'd love to know who I'm praying for right now and to be able to encourage you in that step. If you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, you really meant it in your heart, I'm going to quickly count to three. And on three, if that's you, all I need, want you to do is just lift your hand up and down so I can see. I'd love to be able to pray for you with that. I'm so proud of you if you pray that prayer right now. Lift your hand on three. One, two, three. Lift your hand now if you just prayed that prayer. See that hand. See that hand.